I wonder what my friends are going to say today on this new episode of Cake and Art, the show where we get to know people and we get to know opinions. And we just, you know, we're doing this for the, for the people, for the, good, for the kids. So, hey, it's a new episode. We got Frederick, Jared, me, and we're just, it's just a big old hug fest between all of us. It's really nice and gentle, so if you need some of that positivity, if you need, if you need all that, we, you know, we, we're coming through with it, man. We're, we're bringing it, so be ready for that. <clears throat> if I can just figure out how to get this freaking time. We're good. We're, we're starting. We're on. Man. Okay. I don't know how long we'll run this thing for, uh, but first things first, I would want everybody to introduce themselves. So, I am Micah. That's my voice. Uh, thanks, for, thanks for coming in, man. Thanks for listening. You know, the one person that listens to this. Uh, we really wow, appreciate it. Way to really pump it up, you know. Real high energy right now. <laughs> That's. Um, <laughs> I got maybe really Jared about our one our one listener. <laughs> Name's Jared. Um, not sure what else you want to know. This is my voice. All right, I'm Fred. You know, Mason. Uh, my first time being on the podcast, so it's kind of cool. And uh, yeah, ready to uh, get this thing going. So our topic was uh, dreams, dreams that we've we've had. Yeah, when I uh, was thinking about things we could talk about, uh, started thinking about um, shit. What what kind of experiences in the dream world you guys have been having? And I know I've been having really strange Corona uh, induced dreams. Uh, from you know, Corona. Just what do you mean, yeah. Corona induced? Like, <laughs> fucking quarantine uh, dreams, man. It, I like. I've just been having more vivid dreams, being like the longer I've been in in uh, isolation and stuff. Oh, you I just mean like you like notice more weird dreams or something like that? Yeah, and I, I feel nervous when I'm in dreams and people don't have masks on. <laughs> that, wow, that, that really shows you how permeating yeah. this this whole situation is into our our minds. Literally, I was watching this in my subconscious. This yeah, I was watching uh, Stranger Things, and like the kids went to their house. My first meet thought was they're not wearing masks. And I was like, oh wait, that's not at all related. It's just it's getting so ingrained in me that like you need to wear masks when you go see somebody. Oh yeah, it's like, that was like for, before Corona five before it was even a social taboo like in your mind you think about like oh shit this was the before world <laughs> yeah i'm actually really curious as to how like media is gonna continue like are they gonna reference it are they gonna change how we see mo- like make movies and stuff like, like so, are our bro. stories are our stories now gonna like reflect that we're in that we were past covid or we're we just gonna pretend in movies that it never happened I don't think in because this hasn't even been a year, so I don't think they're gonna like portray it in the movies. And stuff. Maybe we, like if it's dedicated, 
for portraying like this specific time. But other than that, like I don't think it's gonna like they're still would show it in movies because uh yeah it's it just hasn't been that long that we've been in this. It's only been a couple months. It seems long, but it's only been a couple months. You know, it's been eight. I yeah. March, it, the, the, the amount of time uh, I guess it would take to create something to kind of contextualize or, or like translate what's happening in the world into like a piece of art would you know I mean it, it would take a little bit more time but I think for sure there's going to be a lot of like themes of uh, repetition and like social isolation or, or just like narratives where it's just like uh, man versus the world type type things even if they're not directly talking about about quarantine you know that's just yeah what i feel like like the creative mindset would be at for a while at least i kind of want to talk about uh where you were saying like being in quarantine you notice more dreams or you you started having more vivid dreams because uh, I know, I feel like the the reason being for that is because uh, it's like a change of environment for you, or a change of uh, uh, it's not the norm for your your routine, you know, your daily life routine. Yeah. Because I noticed, I just you know, I just came back from deployment. I noticed when I was when I first deployed, and I was staying in a tents, like. I was having a, a lot of vivid dreams, like every, and I, that, when I first went on deployment, I was doing day shift. So I was sleeping, I mean, I was doing night shift. So I was sleeping during the day. And during, even during the day, I would have like very vivid dreams and I would just wake up out of them. And it was, when I wake up out of them, I'm like, I, it's like I would just came from a different world. It is like every single day, I had a dream that I remembered and it was like a very, the dream seemed so long. So I feel like the reason being for you having a whole like recognizing of these dreams, you know, they're vivid and everything is because it has something to do with your daily routine, not being the same as it was before. Right. So that like, to me, it just like correlates. Like you know, I switched from being over here. I'm back home now, and then I went over there to the living in tents and everything. I don't know how that would affect your dreams, but like the change of pace maybe has some effect on your brain or something like that. Like, cause there's there does on on your on your like subconscious thought cycles and uh, what um. Like your circadian rhythm is really just like a really long song that you're just trying to play on beat to, if that makes sense. So, like your brain activity, if you could look at it on a time lapse, it's like surging through the day. You know, sometimes it peaks. Most of the time, you're just alert. You know, problem solving mode, and then you wind down at night, and you you become you know more of um more dorm dormant, and then at night you enter. It's really it's interesting. Your brain is in a state which is like completely unlike any other state uh, that y- you you're in when you're when you're awake when you're asleep. Your um, your brain waves. You you're you're releasing a 
different chemicals, like completely different landscape. And so yeah, stuff like serotonin, stuff like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're releasing chemicals that like uh restore your your tissue and your brain and and your brain goes on like like a washing machine like a a clean cycle so the more you're sleeping and when like the more you're dreaming the the more your brain has a chance to uh to clean itself out and get rid of all the old uh waste because during the day you have a separate um blood um you know the, the the blood to brain barrier is is pretty concrete, and so. Uh, hey, what do you mean blood to brain? Barrier? Yeah, what's that? Well, um, all your blood that goes through your brain goes through your spinal cord and up into your uh, the very. If you if you you know think of a brain like drawing that you've seen that little like sack at the bottom. I guess like a little kind of uh, round mound under. The brain, like near the stem of the brain. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's think, where, uh, that's what regulates the blood flow of um of everything in your brain. Look that up real quick. Your your heart. That it is called the the medulla oblongata. No, it's the cerebellum. 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 I was just thinking medulla oblongata, right? <laughs> Not Jimmy Neutron bit. When you're asleep, um, your blood to brain barrier is is down is significant. Actually the medulla is down there as well. <laughs> well it's right it's right under that. I'm glad I got that right on accident. You know, I have a really <laughs> loose grasp on neuro neurobiology. So I'm just but you know you're you're circulating your blood with your body a lot more when you're when you're sleeping, and your uh, um, your your whole body is just like sorting everything out when you when you sleep, and uh, it's kind of miraculous and and like that's when you wake up feeling refreshed. You 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 know you you've you've given yourself enough time to to you know let your body do do its job. You know at mm-hmm. night. Yeah, I always uh, wondered if, you know, going to sleep was similar to death, you know, because when we sleep, you know, we dream, right? And they also say when we die, we also, like, dream, but it's like, it's not the same, but I feel like it is, because they say when we die, you know, the whole... DMT thing releases in your body, your brain releases the DMT chemical, and you have the whole death experience and all of that. Yeah. So I always think, like, what if, what if when we go to sleep, it's, it's the same as dying? <laughs> like, that reminds me of the, that French saying, the le petit mort, little death. The little death. Yeah, yeah. it's not sleeping though. They're not talking about sleep. They're talking about something else. Well, you know, the big death is well, it's a release. You know, the little death is like a small physical release, the the orgasm. And when you when you die, you you're letting go of your 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 life, your memories, your body, literally your your control over this three D you know physical world. It you 
you run out of uh, the energy to sustain, you know, this this robot on Earth. What's you... it? Have you guys ever died in your dreams? Yeah, I've died in my dreams. Have... One of my earliest a... dreams, I have, I've, I like, I was on a scooter, like flying really, really high in the air, and then I fell. And when I hit the ground, I woke up. Exactly. Yeah. So what if <laughs> what if when we die in our life, we like wake up? You know what I mean? Like <laughs> that be that no that fuck that no don't don't put that nah, in, man. Think about <laughs> it, bro. Think about it. Think of your earliest memory. All right. Can you think yeah. of that right now? Yes. Now, can you remember anything before that? Well, of course not by by definition. I can't. No. So just <laughs> I think you know what's earliest me? memory. You just. You just in your mind, you think you just you just started remembering, right? Yeah. You just yeah. woke up, right? That's what basically the beginning. Your earliest memory is you waking up, and you start remembering things like that. So, like, what if when you die, or like in your dreams when you die, you just wake up? That's the concept I've always thought about. Like, I've been thinking about that so much. It's just like that's crazy. Like. It's it's it, it it leads into reincarnation and things like that, you know. But there was it's... someone there. Um, there was a quote from from this one uh guy who was like, "Don't worry about anything that happens in this life, because you'll just wake up and it would have all just been like a silly dream, and you'll throw your head back laughing." And I, I think that's a good mindset to have to, uh, you know, not get too attached to the things that yeah. happen and, and really well you know not full complete attachment to where you're 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 not uh you know your head's in the flowers and you know yeah. you're just doing anything you game. said attachment or detachment it's like you know a good mindset to not take everything too seriously it's really what i meant to say but not you know just be not 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 do not to be completely detached is what you mean yeah you 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 know don't hurt your friends yeah like, if you think everything is a game and think about that you know when you when you're thinking about like if everything really matters you know if nothing matters then kill your mom and dad and everyone you know no you are and then you're like, whoa, I don't want to do that because I care about these people. Then that's what matters, right? If, you know, everything is just like a cold, incalculable game, then, like, why do we keep these things that, that like, supposedly have no meaning, you know, in our lives, like these people and these things that we hold, these memories and, and pictures and stuff like that? Yeah, man, it's it's all about balance. To be honest, that's the key thing, because it's easy to care too much, and it's also easy to care too little. So, like when I first started, when I first realized that uh, I can handle like most of my problems, I realized most of my problems are all in my head, like. Most of the mm. things that cause me like distress or confusion, I realized all of that was in my head, and it like the only thing that made it real was myself 
in my mind. So I learned to detach from most of my problems. And, you know, it, it just, it, it gives me a sense of, uh, uh, what's the word, uh, freedom or something like that. Or it gives me a sense of relief. Really? And, uh, freedom. freedom is relieving. Yeah. So, and once I, I discovered that, you know, once you, once you discover that, it's like, it's like, it's like something clicking in your mind. Like, wow, I was like worrying about all of these things that don't really matter. But you got to make sure you keep that in check because you can think anything doesn't matter. So you got to make sure you, you know, you stay true to yourself. Like people matter to me, but like little small problems, like, uh, let's say for instance, uh, let me see what, what was something I would worry about? Like my, my car problems. I would like, man, how am I going to, if my car breaks down, how am I going to get to work or whatever? You know, right. that would causes me great stress, but I still get to work, you know? Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. And that's something that can cause you great stress. But if you like, just take a step back and take a look from the outside of that problem and just look at it like, you know, I'll still get to work. You know, this, this car is going to get fixed. I'm going to make money. I'm going to fix it. It'll fix, you know, get fixed eventually. So that's one thing you can eliminate from your mind to de-stress, to like have less weight on yourself, you know? Yeah, it doesn't do yourself any good to, you know, have all that discord and and, and just frantic, you know, energy in your head where you're trying to do, you know, do your life at the same time, which is, you know, it's funny because you'd want to, you want to worry about things that are important because you, you, you know, you, you want, you want everything to go well, but it could also sabotage you in that way. And also for, uh, when I was overseas, uh, I was seeing all this, these riots and stuff going on. And, you know, I I seen it happening and I was like, man, a lot of these people, you know, they really, this, these things, they, they really go through these things and, you know, it should be the problem, you know, of, uh, police brutality and all of that. It is a problem. And I feel like a lot of people, it could get to them when they look at social media, which is another problem that I feel like is a, something that people should limit in their daily lives. Um, I feel like is people look at it too much, but I don't know. I don't want to say too much, but like me personally, I haven't really dealt with police that much, but I know my family have. So I feel like, I don't know how I'm trying to say this, but um, a lot of the, I just want to say um, public, or not public, but things going on that that's outside of your control. You know, right. you shouldn't worry too much about it. But you, I care about it. But it's not much that I can do. 
that's how I was viewing it. I can't do much while I'm over here. It was yeah. worrying me. But then I was like, man, what can I do, bro? Like, I know I, if I would, if I could have, I, w- I would have like, I would have been protesting too, but I couldn't have done that from where I was. And it was kind of getting to me. Yeah. So I was just like, I, I can't, I can't let this like, like weigh on my mind. So I have to let it go. But I was talking to my cousins and everything. And I know, I, I know how it was affecting them. And so I tried to help them. Like, I just tried to tell them, like, look, man, you know, you got to take care of yourself. You know, you got to do your part. Make make sure you give them as little reason to uh, do anything to you. And you'll be okay, it, hopefully. I mean, if you if not, I mean, there's things that are out, outside of your control that you can't really control. And for that, those things that you can't control, don't worry about it. You know, because you can find yourself worrying about things you can't even control. And that yeah. can stress you out a lot. So I feel like a lot of people stress out so much over things they can't control. And then that just leads to a lot of different uh, psychological issues like depression and anxiety and stuff like that. So it's 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 hard to deal with. But honestly, like people need to like just like take take a step back and just look at the situation and look at things that they can deal with and then look at things they can't deal with and then assess it you know and it'll be a lot easier for you to um figure things out that's how i feel about the whole situation like for individuals but group like group wise yeah it's a problem that we need to deal with like that's I just I just want everybody to be able to handle their stress is what I want. I want to I want everybody to be like because I know that depression is an issue and social anxiety is an issue and police brutality and things like that have uh have a cause and a, a cause in that problem. Yeah. So yeah, I'm just, yeah I'm just trying to like help people like deal with their their personal issues, you know, like we need more people like you out in the world instead of, you know, everyone trying to yell over each other at once. Exactly. Like I feel like, like we can deal with this in a lot more productive way. Yes, lot, we, could, we, we definitely more, could. We definitely could. Cohesive way. I mean, we're in a democracy, right? Like you, that's the whole point <laughs> to, you know, have systems to, to properly like, uh, you know, do something about it instead of letting letting violence speak and just letting well, chaos. We're in democracy, but it, like it's almost in name only at this point. You said what? Say again. It's, I said we're de- we're democracy, but it's almost just in name only. Yeah, true. Yeah, you, like, you know, they're redrawing the lines in the sand and and stuff like that. And personally, I think we could have done uh, the protests a different way. Like, I don't, I don't want to push my opinion, but it's just me throwing this out there. I mean, other other people have said this as well, but uh, you know, the riots and everything—they were kind of like bound to happen. Riots have happened before, but yeah. I think 
something that people don't talk about enough. Like that, you know, they talk about getting into their pockets to get their attention. I think something that they don't talk about enough is uh, 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 something that's very overlooked. That's how that, you know, we've done in the past is boycotting. I think boycotting yeah. could really. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Boycotting could really get the attention of the people in the higher power. Because once you take that source of money from them and they see that drop in, of income, then they'll start to notice. They'll be like, hey, what's going on over here? Why aren't people spending money here? And then, you know, and then people are boycotting group like worldwide. And the then right, they'll be yeah. like, why are you boycotting? What's going on? Well, the right amount of coordination would do it. Yes, uh, like the Black Lives Matter movement definitely needs better coordination. It needs better uh, you know, tactics. The thing is, there's, they take out the leadership of these popular organizations. They, the government is scared as fuck about another MLK, about another Malcolm X, and have been trying for decades to, to prevent some shit like that from happening, which is why... We see riots like this because there's there's no leadership. It's only it's only you know ethos. It's only emotion. Yeah, exactly. It's just emotional. All, all of these riots is mostly uh, it's mostly uh, reactions. Yep, you said it. Because you know, people look to leadership when these things happen. You know, their first instinct isn't exactly to riot. And when you know the government is doing preventative things, not you know. Even just the local government and people, like, you know, just going outside of their power to, to like, harass and, and suppress people that are just locally trying to organize their own, you know, demonstration and their own popular movement. They, you know, they get ran out of town. Some of them go to jail and some of them just disappear. Like, it's, it's, that's just really how it is, like. Well, that's some of the ways. Some of the ways that the government has been able to limit the effectiveness of those two things. So, like we're talking yeah. about boycotts, right? What, like we can't like when, um, during the whole George Floyd protest, we were the pandemic was it had just really gone serious, and people were really worried about their money, and like you really couldn't boycott that time because you had to keep like you were all like out of work, and we didn't yeah, really yeah, have a lot of relief at that point. So you really couldn't boycott. And then yeah, sure. like jail time now is a huge deficit to a lot of people. It's a really big deal. I feel yeah, like back in the, Yeah. I feel like like back in the day you could get arrested, but then when you get out, like things you could still do a lot of um normal things, but now if you go to jail, you kinda just get fucked. Yeah. Especially with the three strikes you're out rule. For the you know, Bill Clinton and the, whenever you whenever he passed it and transferring all the money from public schools into the uh, prison <laughs> police force and the crime bill in the nineties, man. Well, well, yeah, I, I feel like uh, the uh, whole pin the the coronavirus issue and all that. Um, I feel like that could have made the boycotting a lot easier because, you know, people would just buy the essentials and uh, 
that's it and don't buy anything else like start boycotting specific uh items or companies brands stuff like that but also uh i feel like it could also have a negative impact because if people start boycotting stuff then companies lose money so they start firing more people laying off people stuff like that so it's kind of a gray area it would be harder too because you know the people they're they're angry with the system and that the police and and like how how do you boycott the government you know i think you're kind of forced to to play along you know i think the one way we can boycott is by I don't know if it, it would. I don't know if this would be the right way, but boycotting like paying taxes, right? No, that wouldn't work. No, they get they get, they just get your ass. Like they, like can they if you can they get, can they get yeah, yeah, they don't fuck around. Well, we'll, here, yeah, yeah. Here's here's the thing. Like like if you want to not pay taxes, like be like like you can just be smart about it and like avoid paying them legally. Like there's a lot of people that don't pay really pay taxes. The problem is for a lot of us, we like the you need to have money to do rich. that. Yeah, you, you need to have money to not pay taxes, yeah. and you get more money. They're right? like they're, if yeah, they they have a shit ton of money already, but they their um income isn't crazy, like uh isn't super super high because you know they they've got like wealth from you know years and years ago, so they don't have to pay taxes on you know they pay the estate tax, but they don't have to pay taxes on money that you already have. So they're, they're not exactly, uh, you know, paying, paying for being rich as, as one would think, like the people that pay the most that are, that are really, really rich are, are like doctors and, uh, engineers and people with, you know, really, really high paying jobs, but not the, not the CEOs and everyone who's, Who's you know not making income, but their the money they make is off of like stocks and bonds and and assets and and uh, things like that. Like like you were talking about like boycotting, like boycotting is a way to to protest successfully uh, economic things like businesses, services, things like that. But for government, if you want to boycott that, you have to look at what do you put into the government. It's not your money. It's your support, and that's what you have to pull. If you want to change government, you have to change your support. Yeah, your votes, your you know contributions, and you know. So voting, Everyone. who you voting like 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 voting and donating is the the most powerful thing that an average person can do to influence the government. Like your average Joe Schmo, you donate to a campaign if you have the money to. You vote for the person that you that will support what you want. If, if everyone did that, if we had a hundred percent voting, it'd be a much different country. But not everyone does. That's a lot very of people true. are mad about it, but not a lot of people are doing are you know keeping that, backing it up with with uh, with action, you know, positive action. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie; I haven't voted as much as I should have. Been well, you, you only had three chances. I mean, yeah. other than those three chances, you can still do. Uh, well, yeah, three chances, but I haven't even <laughs> voted. I'm not even gonna lie, I haven't voted yet this this year. I just 
got back, yeah. so I haven't been able to. You've only you've only been here like five days or something. Yeah, yeah. It's gonna be you're probably gonna have to vote on election day from the the timeline. If you're not allowed out for the for your quarantine, you probably gotta wait until election day. That's probably what I'm gonna have to do. But I I feel like this like even if I vote, you know, the same thing is gonna happen. Like no, I feel like I feel like. And it's, this is just me to be honest. Like I feel like, you know, he's gonna stay in office, just like you know, last last time he won. You know, we all we everybody was voting, and he still got the office. Well, that's uh, that's the thing. It's that's not what happened. It's not because everyone voted. It's because it, a lot of people didn't vote. The yeah, complacency of, of 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 like things are gonna be okay. Things are gonna be the same. Is what led, led him his victory four years ago. That it, the idea you just said is what make, keeps things the same. Right now, because people like because we're, we're being pushed to the extreme, you've seen voting numbers higher than we've ever we've ever seen in this country, and predictions are all going a completely different direction than what you would have guessed. We we have talks of Texas going blue, something that people wouldn't even thought of four years ago. It's completely out of the picture, but four years later, it's an, it's, it's a it's a possibility. Because people no longer have the mindset of things are going to be the same. It's I can afford things to be the same. I must do something. My only hope is that this isn't a one-time deal. That people keep coming out to vote every two years. Because if we all did that, again, much different country. It's that, it's that lie that they sell you. That things aren't going to change no matter what you do. There's no hope about it. There's no reason to. That affects so many people. And it makes so many people not vote that the same shit keeps on happening. And then they, then it's a, like a feedback loop. They think I didn't vote. Things didn't change. What's my vote going to do? So they don't vote and then things don't change and over and over again. That's kind of how I thought. <laughs> but, uh... Well, they, they, they say those things because they, they know how like powerful individual votes you know add up into you know it's like that that uh, scene in bug's life with, with the grasshopper if we had the same <laughs> energy with, like you know the same as you said we'd have a completely different country i think in maybe like six years like we would we would see like a huge turnaround for for the middle class and lower class people. Mm-hmm. Like, 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 I want to remind you guys that Beto lost to Cruz by 2%. That's 200,000 people. That was the difference between Beto and Cruz. Houston alone has 4 million people. Yeah. Harris County alone could have switched that vote if... You know, if if everyone in Harris County voted, that that election flips the other direction. Bro, he was he was gaining a lot of momentum, and I was honestly really hoping he would get Ted Cruz out of office. Really, I was really hoping he would get that. He would get that, but yeah, and shit, that's rare as hell for Texas, right? You really yeah. like really popular, fucking. Senators, right? It was 
Yeah. Senate, yeah. Really pop it really popular Senate race, governor governor race. It just show it just shows you how close Texas really is. Because like sure we have a lot of counties and a lot of the counties are red, but the yeah. population is very skewed towards the cities. And if everyone voted, the population sits in the cities, not the counties. And Yeah. There's a this a huge, huge, huge number of counties where it's like Less than a thousand people, less than a hundred thousand people. That's and, very true. I'm, I'm living in one. Yeah, yeah. They they have the same amount of like electoral college votes and and you know representation as like here with like four million people now. Four point yeah, four point five. Yeah, I think where I am is like twenty thousand. What county are you in? Uh, I'm in, um, what is this? I'm in Abilene right now, so. Fucking, let me see. Do you see a lot of Trump signs and stuff? Yeah. <laughs> I, I was just in El Campo, and like, I saw a fair share on the way there. Not as many as when I went to Baytown. Like, they had a whole, like, rows of billboards and they had like signs set up in the middle of fields with like fucking like <laughs> shrines to Trump in the middle of like a, a field of like fucking wheat. <laughs> yeah, I'm in Taylor County. So let's see. Taylor County Taylor. is Judge Taylor. Ty- mean Tyler County? You mean Taylor? Tyler? Taylor. No, not Tyler. Taylor County. It's like right next to... It's in the northern part of Texas. What's the weather like uh, right now? Uh, Yeah, it's kind of cool. Yeah, see, the population of Taylor County is 131,000. That's for the whole county. That's for this city that I'm in. Yeah, and Harris County is four point five million. You know, I yeah. I, I I see a lot of people mobilizing and uh, trying to be you know a part of a part of the election more, and, and just people fucking sitting in front of their phones and trying to like talk about how important voting is and putting the pressure on. I just don't see like logically. Staying with the same horse in a losing <laughs> Dude, I listen, I so like I had roommates who but like like back in January, so the world was different, right? It's it's so weird how different the world was. Oh my back in January. <laughs> they, Bro, they were like Don't get me started on January. <laughs> <laughs> so back in January, they were like, if if Biden wins, I'm not gonna vote because Biden is not a candidate. I don't want to support the DNC. And it was this huge, huge, like, logical dissonance that I kept hearing from these people. And it was like, it's like, it, when I really think about it, it's the most selfish thing ever. Like, you're, like, when, like, you're weighing these options solely thinking about yourself. It's like, because I don't get what I want, I will no longer participate. But your, action, your, your inaction has grave consequences for the rest of the country. Because you don't get what you want, particularly. I'm not excited, so I will make things worse for everyone. (laughs) And like, I had to keep making that argument over and over again, and they just wouldn't buy it. 
dude. I, I, <laughs> I'm curious. It, but hey, bro, I fucking use Americans Biden, bro. And are very yeah. selfish. <laughs> like, like, yeah, like, I'm not happy with what I had to do, but I had to do it for the good of the country. Why do they keep right? fucking do making this damn shit? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, make people I'm, vote I'm, for, I'm for not... people they don't want to vote. They don't guilt them. Into- <laughs> <laughs> Republicans say. Fuck it, not nachos and, and fucking Pabst Blue Ridge ribbons for everybody. Fuck the Mexicans, like every, they they're hyped as fuck for that. Like, wh- why can't we have a, our our Trump? Yeah, man? Thing, but, like, 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 <laughs> Republicans, yeah, yeah re- re- Republicans got party loyalty. They that support is... their own. <laughs> Biden is the equivalent of ours. <laughs> Can you read? I'll ruffle your hair. Here's a lollipop. Trump 2020, like, yeah. <laughs> making a fucking party over here. You cannot get married, <laughs> it's not cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I don't want either of them in office, but I'm gonna do what I gotta do, bro. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, it's, really, it's really funny. So, if, if we go back to the 2016 election, right back when it was like, like 20 Republicans up on stage. And they were all disagreeing about the smallest things. But once Trump was selected, everyone just immediately bends over and like, all right, Trump's our guy, right? Party loyalty. Yo, it go was back a to now. Level that was scary. He you go back to now. Ted Cruz's dead dad, and yeah. very next like week, Ted was like, "I've got on the phone." <laughs> but the, but the, I'm saying compared to the Democrats, where like e- even when it was just two people left, you had some candidates like, I don't know, man. I don't know what I should do. I don't know. Like, <laughs> it's just ridiculous. They have complete party loyalty over there. Like, it's it's yeah. it's, it's it's their strength. I'm thinking because they're getting paid more. Honestly, like <laughs> they do get paid more. <laughs> I, what better racket than being a Republican in 2016? Who, who like, would have thought that dirty money pays so well? <laughs> Everybody wants to be on your on your fucking call list. Like, you you got it in with with trump and all the other faces and you're you, you've got the reins of power somewhat like fuck <laughs> you can make anything happen with just like a couple of phone calls and shit like yeah bananas they were creaming their jeans they absolutely <laughs> bananas i know trump was doing lines in the fucking trump tower when he won <laughs> he was <laughs> nah, he was probably <laughs> scared shitless Bro, that celebration must have been off the tits. <laughs> like they were popping Sudafed and doing <laughs> shit. <laughs> I'm in the I mean I'm in the boat they didn't want to win. Really? He he joined the election to like it's like a publicity stunt. He wanted to support his new book coming out, his new channel. He wanted to do it just to pump the ratings. And it's one of those things where it's like you keep lying until it wears off, but it didn't wear off and he won. And he's like, shit. Like, I, re- I really believe that he did not want to actually win, that he just wanted, like, a new following. And that's why he kept doing going, because he got a following. He kept getting more and more people, and then eventually he won the nomination and he's like well fuck i'm actually in this and then he it kept going felt like a joke and it kept working kept on, that that just kept going like they just kept the joke going and you know they just no one stopped it <laughs> it was like mm-hmm. it, they they just kept it going like, and you remember how many how many votes there were for harambe in 2016 
<laughs> a, a, like, lot. You, like, a lot. Too many. Too many, right? And I, I was talking to a first-time voter who is he's 18 this year. And he's like, I'm going to write in Kanye. And I was like, are you really going to do it? He's like, yeah, this people voted, wrote, wrote in Harambe in 2016. It was hilarious. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't really find it funny right now. <laughs> it was hilarious. <laughs> it was hilarious. Like, like sure, like, like maybe for like five minutes. But then like look at the four years we get for that five-minute payoff. <laughs> like, really? Like, like, there's so many. There's so many. Like, these nuts got votes, dude. Remember that? These nuts got votes. These nuts People probably got thousands. Waited in line just to write in. That's how. That's how, that's how they felt. That's really how they felt about it. They, what, they looked at their options line. and <laughs> they made a, an executive adult decision to write these nuts in. <laughs> not one I mean, at line. least a thousand two thousand times <laughs> it really does speak to how much Hillary was disliked to be fair we, we basically had that again right we have just the same wet blanket as a candidate and yeah. luckily this time the world is completely turned against us so we have to do it but the DNC at, does not learn lesson at all at least <laughs> it's the like, same shit Like, you know, it's like the comparison between both of them. At least it's like, well, this one's kind of sane, you know? It's like, I don't feel <laughs> I don't feel a panic attack going on listening to the other one talk for, you know, more than five or ten minutes at a time. And, like, it feels mm-hmm. like he kind of cares about people. So, like, yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> he has basic empathy and he's not yelling all the time so yeah, I mean I don't know <laughs> you know what kinda, I don't understand yeah. bro I got my hopes up <laughs> what you understand I the don't bar understand. is just so fucking I, low I don't I don't follow <laughs> politics that much but you know I, I was really excited this year Cause I thought my man Bernie was about to go over there, bro. But I don't, I don't understand why he keeps having to drop out, man. I, I okay, okay. Over, get it. His rallies, like he was getting a lot of fucking. He was getting a lot of of uh, momentum, man. He was. He, that's what hurt him. That's what. That's what I will say. That's what really hurt him. Is that like basically you had the the DNC was looking for a good candidate, right? And Bernie and Warren were on the outskirts. They were they were kind of like the the, the, the quote unquote radical candidates. And after that Nevada debate, Bernie skyrocketed. And back in that debate, there were like ten people on stage. And after that debate, everyone started dropping out and supporting Biden. Everyone started doing it because Bernie glue so bright at the beginning. Everyone turned against them, and everyone looped on a Biden. If it if he had done, if we had a bunch more candidates for longer. Bernie would have absolutely won. But the DNC realized that Bernie's going to win if you don't do anything. They told everyone to drop out and support Biden. Because sure. even then, Warden, Warren didn't support Biden yeah. or didn't support Bernie when she dropped out. She dropped out and for like two weeks didn't support anybody. Yeah. Because they knew. That debate was weird. Like, no, like this, quick this... Died really quick. This uh, election will be so easy if uh, fucking it would be an easy win for Bernie. Bro. It would have. It would have. It would have. Like, I, like I was like, oh, so you mean the so like like the free healthcare guy is not around when there's a global pandemic around? That's that sucks. I was like, his whole thing, eighty <laughs> percent oh, yeah. of his arguments would have exactly. fell right in line. 
Exactly. <laughs> Don't do it to him, Jerry. <laughs> no, it's just like I feel it, like that's the like, hottest take, which like would get you kicked off of TV if you. What do you mean? What, was that take? what, what do you mean? All, all I'm saying is that this this second this this part of the year was made for Bernie's campaign, and the DNC snatched it from him. It would have been such an easy victory if all the shit was happening and Bernie was our guy. No contest whatsoever. Have you seen that picture? It was like, uh, it was like, like this number has sent you five hundred dollars. Like, please, baby, don't, don't text him, baby, please. <laughs> and then the next text was like Bernie Sanders, Daddy Big Dick is back in town, baby. <laughs> Bro, I swear, if this dude runs again uh, in the next four years, he better, he better get in there. I don't think like, so. You don't think he's gonna run again, or you don't think? No, he's gonna- no. Okay. So, because he he wouldn't run next year, next time because you don't challenge an incumbent. I'm going off the base that Biden wins. You don't challenge the incumbent because that's what's a Democratic. Yes. Huh? Hold on, my uh, talk without me. My mom's talking. <clears throat> well, it makes sense. You you know, running against President Biden. The the. You know he he oh, would yeah. support. They would they would want Biden to at least try and get that reelection, get that juicy four more years. True. And plus, you know he, man, fucking twenty twenty four. Like, what state would Bernie Sanders even be in by then? Would he still be? He's getting up there. That's the only. Yeah, he would be. He would be like eighty something <laughs> the next. The next time that they would be uh, electing a president, he would be like in his eighties. That's it. That's not fucking. Like, why do we always have to like pick the fucks to be president? You s- say what? We always we always pick the oldest people to be president. That's right. Like, uh, I was wondering such, that too. It's such a weird thing. It, it's like I would love to have a president where I don't have to worry about his heart issues. Like, yeah. like I don't really like I don't need to have the, the the medical guy. Like, don't worry, guys. He's fit to survive for four more years. I want a president where I got to worry about that. Yeah, like I worry about Biden's mental state. Like, yeah, like bro, because this dude is so old and the stuff he be saying, I'd be like, bro, is this is he okay? I watched the debate. And you could tell he was trying his hardest, like not to stutter or like have like any sort of mistakes, because like he, he, like you, you knew immediately Trump would just jump on his ass the second mm-hmm. like he made like any sort of fuck up. Yeah, I'm I'm really excited for this next debate on Thursday where they have muted microphones. Wait, what muted microphones? New feet. Yeah, so just yeah, cut so their so, ass so, off. The big deal about the first debate was that they keep talking over each other. Oh, yeah, they talk so over, yeah. So now this next debate, if you're not trying, you're trying to talk, they're going to mute your microphone. Oh. And I cannot wait to see the results of that. Oh, hell yeah. It's That's going to be, be good. good. It's going to be some good memes come out of that. <laughs> we haven't had to have that for like you know the past like 60 years of technological debates. But now we have to have it because we <laughs> have past 60 years. Really? Mostly really? Because, we had, mostly because of Trump, honestly. It, it's all because of Trump. Like, if you go back and watch, like, the Bush-Gore debates, like, there wasn't much people talking over each other. Not really. No, no, insults. You can't I insult. I swear, man, man, these they goddamn can't. boomers, bro. I swear to God. Okay, boomer. 
it didn't right. feel when Biden told Trump to shut up, like it didn't it felt like it hurt him. Like it, it just didn't wasn't a good look. He was tired. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He needed a nap. It was mood. It was like, like it, it, it was like a rallying cry. It was like mood. It was like seriously. It was like two old niggas that like talking outside the gas station, and then one of them was just like, "Man, will you shut up?" <laughs> <laughs> I'm also happy there's no there's no audience. I think that's really helping the debates because they people just them talking about the issues, no crowd reaction, shit like that. Because I remember they're always like, "Could the crowd please hold their applause? Hold their applause? It would hold the hold the." I remember that too. Yeah, it was like a, was like a graduation with. Never mind. <laughs> hey, y'all, y'all get that? Get what? Check, check. The what? The the Telegram chat or the Discord? Okay. All right. Was there anything see. else y'all wanted to talk about the presidents? I mean, I, I, like, I, I don't want to bring it up to be like a dick, but this was about dreams, and we talked about dreams for maybe 2% of this talk. We talked about dreams, and we talked <laughs> about the mind, and then we talked about, like, politics. Is everything just a dream or not? Should we be worried about life? And then it was like, why do people worry a lot? And then, like, what's on everyone's mind? Why are we worried? Oh, yeah, politics. And then we conveyed into politics why boycotting doesn't work, and then we talked about the president. No, I'm yeah. I mean, like, I, I think it really, it really speaks to what you're talking about with, like, things permeating other parts of our lives. It's hard to not have a conversation that leads to politics nowadays because it's, it's, yeah. I, I can, I can admit it's dominated my life these past two months. Every day. I mean, just, you I can't even check at somebody and fucking think about, make small talk and then, like, kind of notice right, like, back. what their political stance might, may or may not be. Yeah, I mean, like, I, we're we're gonna look back at this time of our lives and like this is the midpoint. This is where we split our lives into before and after. I thought it'd be like me getting married, we have my first kid, but it's this because I my life is gonna be so different after this. It's compared a, to what it was like before. A point flip, right? <laughs> Coming up, I think I was thinking like I was at Prairie View. I was at school. When Hillary got elected, you know, I had I had a lot more options, a lot more time and, and shit like that. And like, what would my life be like? Like, where would I be if she got elected? We like, fuck, we would probably wouldn't like. Maybe not this quarantine stuff will be yeah. over now. Yeah. How, much how much longer do y'all think this is going to last? It's gonna last up until heard, like at least March. I've heard June, uh, because historically, like uh, these uh, pandemics are about eighteen months of uh, learning the rules and you know trying to do everything right and developing a vaccine mm -hmm. and, and like. And they, we're we're also entering the hardest months of it because it's it's always the the winter months that really hit the pandemics hard because of that's just that's just what happens to humans like during winter. We could say a lot more because of I, how we love, act. I love hearing that. I'm I'm so glad that that that, that that's true. <laughs> why? Why are you why are you glad that's true? <laughs> oh, oh, you're being sarcastic. 
<laughs> I was making a funny joke, yes. Yeah, like, these next few months are going to be the hardest. Every doctor is saying that because they know. This is what happens. It's why flu season is this time of year. It's because yeah. just to get it. Yeah, to be honest, um, yeah. I feel like definitely when, next year it'll be over or it'll start to like even out. And people I think uh, can't get as much vitamin D and, and you know, outside exposure and, and stuff to, you know, boost bro, their Bro, just energy. drink Sunny D, bro. Come on. <laughs> I think we'll finally end our first wave next year. Because we, we we never ended our first This is still our first. Because Well, a lot of countries ended yeah. their first wave, but except for yeah. certain ones. Collectively, no. we never decided where we closed down all the way or, or like, are we opened up. So it was yeah. like, yo, let's put the condom on, but let's poke tiny holes in it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I, I, like, I think that, again, in, in, in a Biden-elected future, we do a lockdown, numbers drop. Hopefully we keep it up. Numbers go down to a, a, a quote-unquote comfortable number. And we get our second wave, and hopefully by that time is, you know, and hopefully after the vaccine, things can go yeah. back to normal. Yeah, it will take at least half a year to have it distributed everywhere. Let's hope it's free. We're in America, so I know but that's that so, that's so stupid. <laughs> that's so bullshit. That's so bullshit. The way that they've been developing it, uh, having everything, you know independent of each other and like uh everyone trying to make their own vaccine the only reason they're doing that is money so i really highly doubt that they're going to just you know decide to give it out to the world for free no no no, no. what i mean is like whatever vaccine it costs money to develop and the government buys it but then it's up to the government how much do we charge citizens for it's completely up to them because it could be nothing. It could be the full price. That's the that's the the sad truth of it. Is that everything we pay for is because someone else wanted us to pay for it. Like other countries can promise to to, to give it away for free because they're just going to absorb the cost of it for the sake of their citizens. Imagine if it, is. if it was like uh, uh, the humble bundle. You you just pay what you want and <laughs> you get <laughs> the COVID vaccine. <laughs> <laughs> pay, 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 pay as you want. Pay, you know, minimum one dollar, and uh, you know, you get the COVID vaccine. You get a little art booklet and the free download. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, our healthcare sucks. It does. I had to argue. I had to argue that shit too. I had to argue with some fucking guy in my college about like America has the best healthcare system in the world. I was like, what the fuck are you what? talking about? <laughs> well, where he pulled that out of? One question I wanted to ask you guys: Why do you think you're here? Here, what where? What's here? Why? Why do you think you're here? Here? here what are you talking about? about? This planet? Yeah. There Before is no meaning to more politics. Shit. That's just. There is, there is no there is no inherent meaning to anything in this entire world. All meaning that we have, is things that we've placed onto it. Therefore, like there is no reason why I'm here. Yeah. However, I give myself reason to be. Yep. I decided. I, I agree with you. Uh, well, I agree with you, man. I mean, there's no. I, I didn't. I wasn't asking why are you here. 
Well, I meant, why do you think you're here? Like, what? Well, that's the thing. The reason, like, you're here. if I'm giving myself a reason to be here, a reason to be here is to make the world a better place than what I came into. Because I walk, I look around, I'm like, this is crap. And I want to, I want to help fix it. I want it to be right. better for those that come next to me. So the next person is to go walk around and go, wow, this is crap. Because every single person walks in the world that was given to them by those that came before. And I want to yeah. make sure that I, I can confidently hand that baton over rather than begrudgingly and hopefully handing it over. I want to, I want to give it to them and say, here you go. You can do it. Not, man, I really hope you figure it out because we sure couldn't. Yeah, do it, hand it over gladly one day. Yeah. Knowing you did a good job. I think, yeah. There would That's be my reason. Nothing, nothing better than, than that feeling. Just like raising your kids properly and, and like having them be self-sufficient. Well, yeah, that's definitely the thing you want to do. But I, the reason I think, you know, my opinion that we're, I've been looking at a lot of, uh, or reading up on a lot of, um, Taoism and things of the mm-hmm. such like that. Yeah. And, uh, that's led me to, uh, believe for my reason our reason of being here is just to experience life bro like that's the sole reason that i think we're here is just just to experience life that's it i yeah i have your own life meaning thinking like maybe i'm here to simulate what heaven is like maybe i'm here to be happy to like create that environment in my head so you know the things that i'm made up of are experiencing that also fred did you read that book the the tao of poo dao dao de jing the dao dao de jing well, yeah, no no but the, okay but the I, I again the book i said was the tao of poo it's what it is to say um it's a book that explains taoism using one of the poo characters um I got it. I, I read it in, in high school, like my junior year, and it it, 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 it it like it's it's a really decent book for like an introductory thing to Taoism, and I really liked what I read about it. And I, I give that book a lot of weight as to why I am the way I am. But Taoism Dao, is a way to get through life. Yeah, <laughs> it is, I it is not a way for me to improve life. I think it makes you complacent. It I'm does. not coming out here to, like like well, it, it keeps you it keeps you sane. Well, it, keep, it, it lets you go through life successfully. I don't think I'll give it that. It doesn't make you complacent. It's just how it's just how you how you take it, you know. Because uh, the way that I took it is, uh, I'm just a lot more accepting of life. But that doesn't mean that I'm just gonna let stuff happen. You know, I'm gonna do what I can. Because it doesn't matter what you do. Anything you do is according to the Tao. So you can be, you know, trying to f- fix the world. And that's, that's okay. That's according to the Tao. Or you can not want to do anything. And that's also okay. So that's the way I look at it. You know, you just have your own personal beliefs of what you want, of what you as a person want to do. But anything you choose is okay. That's how I look at it. So, 
it's it, it's just that like that simple to me. Like if I want to be able to, you know, like I want to be a somebody, I want to be able to like help save people's lives. That's that's something that I want to do. But if somebody else wants to be like a builder or a chef or something, that's also okay. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Anything that you as a person want to do, that's okay. It doesn't matter how you affect the world or anything. As long as you're doing whatever you want to do, that whatever makes you happy and helps you be comfortable with yourself is okay. It's not about complacency. It's about being okay with yourself, being okay with uh, where you take your life. You don't have to affect the world or anything. It's just, you know, being okay with what you want to do, being okay with yourself. Self-determination. When you know what you're doing is okay and, you know, you it's not wrong to to you know to be who you are no i'm not gonna say that uh (laughs) that uh sex traffickers and stuff should yeah i was gonna (laughs) say say. (laughs) should uh look at it that way but uh the way that i look at that kind of stuff is i look at that that's just that's part of life that's gonna happen that's always gonna happen we can do things to deter it but you can never really truly eliminate evil from the world. You know what I mean? It's just going to be there, but we can do what we can to mitigate it and minimize the problem. Cause there's always going to be evil in the world. It's all there always has been. And there always will be. Well, if you're a firefighter, you know, you would fight a fire unless someone was negligent, you know? So their path enabled what do you your mean? path. What do you mean? Like, if if there was no one setting the fires, then like you, uh, you would have sometimes fires. Fires, fire, sometimes fires do start themselves. Yeah, God starts. God sets fires, bro. Like I'm not like okay. don't like okay. uh, ignore ignore the baby shower the baby uh, gender reveal thing that happened in California. <laughs> Yeah. Light, lightning strikes happen accidents happen yeah but fires do start themselves sometimes well that was know. the plan you know that was the plan that life you know planned to make it happen that was that was in accordance with the Tao. like the path led to this fire starting and then your path led to putting it out is what i'm trying to say exactly it's just like the harmony of all things like there's light and there's dark also. Yeah, that's yeah, that's where the yin and yang comes from, Taoism. I I had a mantra and uh I usually just tell myself to forget the path and try and find life. Don't worry about the path and seek life. I found it in a book. I found it in the art of war and I just I opened it up and the first thing I read was lose the path and seek life. That is the way, and it was like split in half in between the two pages, and I've like kept that in my mind. And I think whether you try or not, you always end up just choosing life. Like like life always becomes your your guiding force. 
like you know man makes plans and and you know god laughs is the old saying like while you're busy making plans life is happening and in the in-between of you uh deciding what you're gonna do and doing it and completing it you that's you know your your life is happening all around that and um as as kind of the principle of the Tao of of uh, going going with the direction of life and and understanding that like you are a part of it, it's a part of you, and you're kind of guiding each other. You know. Yeah, that's how I look at it. You know, you just go where the wind takes you. Basically, I've been playing a lot of Ghost of Tsushima, obviously. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, you go where the wind takes you, and uh, you do whatever you can, whatever it takes you. Like, two or three nights ago, and I was in um, this, this, like, this waiting room at a college, and someone got on the table, and they were like, raise your hand if you know exactly what you're going to do with your life. And, like, a couple people raised their hands, and then he just started saying... Cap, like he just started. <laughs> <laughs> Cap. You're capping. No yeah. down either. I still don't know what the fuck I'm doing <laughs> with my life, bro. <laughs> he just, I just, he just said into to their face like these people who thought they knew like exactly what they were going to do and exactly what they planned out that they didn't, and I just thought it was crazy. And I was, I was, I was talking about. um the idea that like everything is happening on a loop that is like out of our control based on just like our biology and and like life itself like they like these events are kind of making them making themselves to happen on a loop like like the concept that there's nothing new under the sun right mm-hmm. people have kind of been like this for as long as there've been people, you know, there's everything you see in celebrity and music and all these things that are happening have just been happening, and probably on a smaller scale, you know, because uh, social yeah. media and internet and everything. Yeah, it just it's been happening for forever, forever, and like it, it's it's like <clears throat> these events are are creating themselves to happen like they're natural forces that are that are making the cause and the effect so that they can exist like violence is is a deity and it's it's manifesting itself through us you know greed is is a physical force and it's creating itself in in people it's you know it's making the wealth and then making it valuable and then it's making people want it <clears throat> more than they care for each other. Yeah. Yeah. Lose someone? I uh, I clicked the button I clicked the button accident. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> I had just like saw that in a YouTube video right before I go to, went to sleep and I was like talking about some like Nietzschean shit like that in the dream, which is weird. Like I was just fucking regurgitating it like line for line what this dude was talking about in a YouTube video, but I had just seen it that day. I thought that was strange. Um, 
Well, um, Micah, it's a, it's, I need a shower before I go to sleep. It's 1130 for me. Edit that out. Yo. Edit that out. <laughs> Edit this out. <laughs> we can, yeah, I mean, you can cut the audio when you want. Well, I I'm think you like being here. This yeah. nigga got to get his just... jack off time in, bro. Come on. No, because I got I to gotta interview tomorrow morning. <laughs> I need to shower and sleep. Need to be fresh for his interview. Yeah, I got to explain my fucking long ass hair. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Your hair is long now, right? Yeah, it goes. If, if I go down, it goes past my chin. <clears throat> I'm growing my shit out, too. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, because like, I don't want to. Like, for me, it works out because I don't like cutting my hair. I always wanted to grow it out, and now like going to the haircut is like a risk to my health. So, win-win. But you know, if I'm going to work for corporate America. I kind of have to figure this shit out. Tell him, fuck you. I'm gonna grow my hair. Fuck you. I hope it goes well for you tomorrow. Yeah, me uh, hope too. So too. Yeah, what else do I want to talk about before we? Oh, there's money. Controlling too much. Do I want to just say whatever? Mm-hmm. Jared, how would you go. how would you guys rate this podcast that we just did out of ten? Well, if I just listen to it, we talked about a lot of politics, and I personally don't listen to a lot of politics podcasts, so I wouldn't know how to rate it. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 we we didn't have a lot of structure to be honest. We just talked. Yeah, you know, I mean, this is funny. the beginning of a podcast. I mean, this first couple of episodes. Yeah. That's usually I'm how it goes. The structure. We'll find we'll find but the more we do. If I was just gonna rate it for uh you know like food for, like listening to it for food for thought and stuff like that, I I'd say it was pretty good, you know. I gave it yeah. a three three and a half three point five out of five stars. I thought you were gonna say a ten, that's like wow. <laughs> Cause he said out of ten. I was thinking right. that too, and I was like, man, this is I was just <laughs> listening to it for food for thought, because that's what I do with a lot of podcasts. You know, I just listen to it to like see if I hear something that makes me think, and I think that this podcast would actually make some people think about things. So yeah, things pretty good. As long as you get somebody to think about things, it's pretty good. Yeah, I I wanted to just do something constructive and Mm -hmm. and like you know have have a have a small uh, you know recurring thing that. You know, I could I could keep working on and and, and get better at. <clears throat> yeah, I'm gonna, have, I'm gonna definitely have to hop back on this thing because I'm gonna uh, next time if I get back on here, I'm gonna write down some a lot of topics because uh, I definitely have a lot of stuff that I would like to talk about. Podcast. Well, then why don't you host the next one? Why don't I host the next one? <laughs> yeah, Ooh, like, I'm the, saying like yeah. like 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 if you have topics to talk about, you can create the next one and we'll talk well, maybe to I, you. maybe yeah maybe i can do that you know i, I probably will actually uh, i yeah. i had uh my mind was like racing like trying to find like what kind of structure i wanted to approach this with but i, I, I could yeah, i could i think did. i could definitely host the next one because i've listened to so many goddamn podcasts i kind of know how to <laughs> <laughs> how to guide one because uh, i, I I have a lot of podcasts with myself in my head, so fuck it. You're an experienced head talker. Yeah, I talk to myself. I'm crazy. Uh, well, me too. Man. <laughs> remember, remember to shut off, uh, Craig.
shut Craig off. It's too much for him. He and can't take remember shit. to vote, everyone. To listening to this, hopefully, yeah, vote. everyone. Vote. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> Go vote. I'm gonna try to. You know. Yeah, you can. You should be able to. You just gotta like, like. You probably have to go. You are registered, right? Yeah, I'm a registered voter. Yeah, Vo- voting for Harris County seems to be going pretty quickly for a lot of people. So I think uh, election day might be a little more hectic. But I, I gotta vote. vote in my county. I don't live in Harris County anymore. Quick. Oh. Uh, oh. Yes. Really, really glad you guys made this happen. I'm uh, I'm really happy we we did this, and I love both of you. With everything, oh man, I love you too, bro. No problem. This is yeah. pretty fun. All right, well, guys, I gotta, I gotta go. Thanks for being here, man. Go. Thanks for listening, everybody at home. We're gonna end it right now. Peace. No, no compromise. I'm cutting it off. Okay. Thank you, guys. Peace. Hari Krishna. To where your soul swimming upstream Are there angels listening? What am I to do? I'm still in love with you If I told the truth you may be gone Painfully I'd carry on by the sea, love rest in easy peace. He is all I've waited for, a love I cannot leave. Let us be. Special chest fit for our love With memories I'm thinking of Toss it out to sea Love rest in easy peace I know I must wait here on the beach Till it's far beyond my reach by the sea, love rest in easy peace.